Welcome to the Two Blokes Trading Podcast, sponsored by our partner broker, Pepperstone. Hey guys, we're back. We're back with another market breakdown podcast. How are we? Are we all lit? Please tell me you are if you're not get lit. Now, <laughs> guys, it's still me, uh, just myself on a podcast. Um, obviously, I now said it for the last couple of weeks now. We are still on the search, uh, just uh, looking to wrap up and get another bloke uh, raring to go with me on here. Um, but as I say, for now, you do still have my dulcet tones. <laughs> I hope you're trading wells. Uh, you're trading wells. You're trading weeks. Treated you well. They didn't remember what I said last week. It doesn't matter. There's always things we can learn from weeks that didn't go according to our plan. Uh, though that's what sculpts us and helps us grow and helps us develop as a trader. Having those bad weeks or things that's not going accordingly, it doesn't matter. That's what the markets will do at times. And that's what will happen. It still happens to me to this day. Some things don't um, don't go your way. And at times, it may not even be your fault. You know, the markets will do what the markets will do. The market's bigger than you and I, and that's why we have to leave our egos, these big buggers, um, leave them at the door, uh, essentially when we are going to execute uh, on our trading terminals, uh, because it's, it's easy, you know, when you're, especially being a man, you know, obviously the trading, I think the, the, the market is made up of about 85% men, maybe even a little bit more in terms of trading. And um, the thing, this is why women, I know not, we don't have enough women traders, female traders, but when they do, believe it or not, female traders, are they smash it. When a female can get their head around the markets, you know, um, and get a plan together, boy, are they better traders uh, than men, typically speaking. Why? I'll tell you why. Because women... I know we're both uh, emotional as men and women. Let's not get into discussion about who's more emotional because we're both emotional. But I think with men, we've got more testosterone. Well, we have testosterone, right? Uh, you know, we have these egos, you know, we are, we're like uh, alpha males, our instincts. We just want to be the best. You know, we want to go out and go for that kill. And, you know, we're not coming back until we've got that kill, you know, and, and brought home the, the you know, the, the meat or, you know, the bread essentially, and um, when, when we do that, sometimes we are very irrational uh, beings. You know, we will do whatever it takes, I know, but we lose our rational way of thinking. We lose our, you know, our methodology. We lose our, uh, you know, our emotions. Everything just is just unbalanced, uncontrolled um, and a mess, essentially. But with women, women can really keep that stuff in check. And I still... To this day, you know, at times with my own partner, you know, certain things she, uh, you know, it's, it's to and fro uh, with, 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 other, with other things. Uh, but there's certain things where she can be a lot more calm in situations. She's like, Ken, you know, da -da 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 -da, you know, take it easy. blah blah, blah. And it's like, you know what? You're right. I don't need to get so annoyed about something like that. But then there's areas that she might get annoyed with, uh, you know, uh, certain other <laughs> female things. But So my point is bringing it back uh, is the fact that Women are actually great traders because they're certain things that they can keep in check that um, us men can't keep in check, essentially. Okay, so back to the point. Uh, I know I've got, gone off on a tangent, as I always do. But back to the point is, um, yeah, the market's bigger than us. There's times that things are out of your control and it'll be what it'll be. And, and as I say, leave ego at the door and just move on to the next trade, to the next week, to the next month, uh, so on and so forth. Okay. We're at, we're, we're, we're almost wrapping up uh, the month of February. Let's see sort of uh, what happened last week, how we're shaping up for things. Obviously I called, what was the title of the podcast last week, guys? 
Dollar stage the rebound. Question mark, explanation, explanation, <laughs> explanation mark. I can't, I'll say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, we had a nice bit of upside anyway for the dollar. It has stage the rebound. Um, let me sort of share my screen and we'll just talk, talk about this. Uh, let me get this up here now. Bam. Okay. Yeah, so the dollar's actually pushing for three consecutive weeks to the upside. You know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, don't worry, I'll talk you through. But if you can see it, you can see here, dollar index, one, two, three consecutive weeks pushing to the north. We broke above um, a decent resistance area, actually, uh, technically, which was around sort of 102.90. Uh, the ball's pushing above that. We had a retest on that on the weekly wick. And now, you know, we're above. And now we're make, trying to make ourselves comfortable. If you look on a daily, okay, um, you know, we've obviously pushing quite consecutively to the north. We broke out this flag. I said it last week, right, in the podcast. I said it. Watch this flag, right? And then we're going to get a breakout. We had a nice little retest and we extended to the north there, as you can see on Friday, running right into some supply in the mid-104 region. I called this, man. I'm a beast. I'm the fun they don't call me the fundamental king for nothing. All right? <laughs> so anyway... Oh, I sometimes I just have let that out, but it, it'll take its toll because then at the end, towards the end of the podcast, was okay, guys, yeah, dollar, you know, I lose a little bit of momentum. So let me let me pace myself a minute. All right, let me pace myself. Anyway, let's let's evaluate why the dollar pushed so aggressively, or you know, not necessarily so aggressively, but why are we pushing to the upside? We'll come back to the technicals in a moment. Let's um talk about what data we had last week. Okay. So last week we looked through the calendar. It was about inflation data, right? And it wasn't just inflation data. We'll get onto the other data points in a moment, but CPI from the United States remained elevated, you know, in a month for months, 0.5% picking up from the previous minus 0.1% on a year on year in the headline, 6.4% being expectations of 6.2, um, you know, still remaining elevated. And then on the core as well, coming in line of expectations above the previous at 0.4%. All right. So what does that mean? Again, guys, don't want to sound like a broken record, but you know what, what it means. It means we don't, uh, the FMC have reason to continue to hike rates, you know, not getting this pause. They're going to continue to hike by 25 basis points. No signs of them slowing down yet. If inflation remains as elevated as it does, let's carry on on the calendar. And then we had retail sales. Look at that. Boyant. Look at that. Strong retail sales. Headline number coming in at 3%. On the core retail sales coming in at 2.3%. Uh, decent numbers, smashing expectations, beating the previous. And what does that say? It says the US economy is so damn resilient, guys. So damn resilient. So again, what does that mean for the FOMC? The US economy can withstand more interest rate hikes as we continue to battle um, and, and bring down uh, inflationary levels in the United States. Let's carry on with the calendar. And then on Thursday, more inflation data. Just to interrupt this podcast with an important notice. At Two Blokes Trading, we have a community trading app where you can engage with the blokes and like-minded traders to help you on your journey. There is a ton of free analysis across Forex, crypto, stocks, and commodities. We also have in-depth premium analysis with trade ideas, education, live trading sessions, and more for those that sign up via our broker sponsorship page. A nominal deposit of just $200 and start trading with Pepperstone and then get full access to the Two Blokes Trading app. PPIs elevated numbers bit higher than expectations higher than the previous on the core month for month 0.5 percent on the month for month on the headline 0.7 again as i say higher than expectations higher than the previous same rhetoric there 
FOMC, no signs of a slowdown. They'll continue to hike interest rates. And then on Thursday as well, something that I've just missed, not missed, but I'm, I'm still working chronologically, actually. <laughs> Unemployment claims. The amount of claims lower, you know, um, than the expected. 194,000. Markets were expecting 200,000 and lower than the previous 195,000. So less people claiming unemployment benefits. Another sign as well, economy in the US is resilient. It's resilient. So the, what does that mean? Bringing that all the way back to the dollar. And that's why we saw that upside pressure for the dollar. Now, you'd notice with US stock indices, we didn't, uh, obviously it's a volatile week, but um, we did have a bit of downside pressure there for some of the some of the markets. Let's see how we finish on the weekly. We managed to close just about in the green on the NASDAQ, in the red there on the Dow Jones, um, and the SPX, SPX in the red as well. And they would have carried on pushing to the north if we hadn't been getting this rhetoric about more hikes from the FOMC. Okay, essentially, um, you know, and FOMC members have made that clear as well that we're going to be getting more interest rate hikes. If we were just seeing like, for example, this good data that we're getting, you know, retail sales, lower unemployment claims, member of non-farm payrolls as well. I forgot to mention that. Non-farm payrolls was a couple of weeks ago, over 500,000 jobs being added to the economy. All of this, this is great for stock indices. This is great for risk appetite, riskier currencies. We're rallying so on and so forth as, as uh, you know, stocks, as I say, riskier assets, commodities, uh, well, as in, um, yeah, yeah, oil, gold, um, because it just means that, yeah, we're in a great we're in a great period of risk appetite. So, buy riskier assets essentially. But because we're in the the narrative right now, running with the narrative of more FOMC hikes and no pausing for the time being, it just it means um, you know it's uh, it's unfortunate for for indices right now. It's a bit bit tricky to trade. Do we rally or do we not, or are we contained by obviously these incoming potential hikes from the FOMC? Oh. What else I want to talk about? I want to mention actually your yens. Okay, let's talk about JPY because it's officially confirmed new BOJ governor, um, Kazal Yuida. Um, Kazal Yuida. I'm just trying to pronounce that correctly. Um, just, uh, yeah, Kazal Yuida. Uh, he is a new BOJ governor. Um, I don't need to say his name again, but effectively, why, why is that significant? You notice the yens for the time being aren't massively moved. Okay, they haven't massively moved. We're still stuck within range. If I just sort of share my screen again here, you will see um, we're still stuck in these ranges right now. Look at GJ there. Uh, look at EJ as well. It's still fairly rangy. You can see still fairly rangy. Um, look, all of these ends are DN, Aussie yen, CAD yen. And, and I think for me at some point, we will get that focus on uh, the BOJ governor. He comes in to play um, start of April, I believe. Start of April. He's speaking, actually. We're going to keep an eye. Uh, he will be speaking before ahead of that. But the key will be is to uh, what's going to happen with uh, policy for bank from Bank of Japan. Are they going to start to shift away from this ultra easy policy, which they are? Because he's not he's been a massive he's, he's been criticizing the Bank of Japan's ultra easy policy. He's he is more of seen as a hawk. And he's uh, to the three of them. He's other deputies. So it just depends how aggressively are they going to move away from that ultra dovishness. If it's really aggressive, then yen, we're going to see some massive flows into JPY. They'll be huge, big, piling in. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, 
Guys, by the way, there's a ton of value going out by the Two Blokes Trading app. You know, I'm constantly providing updates across asset classes. Um, we're speaking about all these fundamental themes, everything that's impacting the markets. We're speaking about it all the time within the app. So you can just get involved and download that. Obviously, we have a premium part to the app, but, you know, there's plenty of value going out. So just download it. You know, it's free. Get it on your app. Apple. It's app available in the app, app, app store. It's available on Google Store. If you want to use the web app, just get involved. You know, community. What I said last week about your network is your net worth. It's silly not to. Um, I think we hit over a thousand. Yeah, we're over a thousand members now. It's incredible. Decent, decent numbers there, which is which is nice to see us. What we want to see now. Let me um, let's let's have a breakdown. Let's have a breakdown of what's happening um, next week. I think I spoke about spoken about all the major points really from last week. I just want to pull up the calendar for this week and share my screen. All right. So okay. Monday, we've got bank holidays in Canada and US, so flows could be a little bit lighter. And obviously, it's Monday anyway, so you know things are not always full flow, full fr throttle. Got manufacturing PMIs from Europe. We'll keep an eye on those definitely because seeing as see the euro's lost a bit of momentum, but that's more so just on a stronger dollar. Um, but euro could particularly still be outperforming against certain peers, just not the dollar right now, um, because the ECB, the eurozone is so resilient as well. Bear in mind, it's not just the US economy. Eurozone's resilient, you know, inflation's still high. They need to obviously tackle that. But wages are, are there, decent, seen decent wage growth. GDP is improving, employment's improving in the Eurozone. So you pick out Euro against certain peers, it's it will, you know, we'll see some decent uh, uh strength there. Just keep an eye on those PPIs. Canadian CPI data, watch that. Um US uh manufacturing PMIs was UK. Uh, RBNZ rate decision. Okay, so the RBNZ are expected to hike by 50 base points. We'll keep an eye if there's any signs of them wanting to slow down. If they say about potentially pausing after this rate hike or slowing down, that could invite some NZD strength, all right? So keep on top of that. I'll be covering anything key as always anyway via the two blokes trading app on that one. So watch that. There could be making way for some NZD weakness. There might be initially a spike of strength for NZD, but then weaken depending on what they say about um, cooling or pausing rate hikes. So, Prelim GDP from United States, not expecting much there. It's expected to remain at 2.9%. And in core PC, for goodness sakes, inflation day every week, it seems. I feel like it's every week for the United States, inflation day. Anyway, core PC, keep an eye on that. That's going to be a big one. It's expected to, this is the, remember, this is the Fed's preferred measurement of inflation. It's expected to uh, pick up to 0.4% from the previous of 03 Um, And yeah, that's that's it. Another Another big week. Uh, with, with with some key economic data points there. Other than that, guys, that's it from me. Stay lit, stay blessed, and have an amazing week. Let's get it. Sco